0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, May 11th. We are here live. It is Destination Health Day, and we have got a big health day lined up for you. We're going to open the phone lines right now, so start dialing 855 950 3835. Uh, calls are already starting to come in. I love that, but you better jump in quick. Uh, after Destination Health today, Lauren and I will be doing After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. We've got a, uh, a great case lined up. We're going to outline a case study from a one-on-one that Lauren's working on. Um, a big focus on digestion today. The, um, the theme Other than mine right now, is going to be digestion. The case study is a, um, you know, just a really typical case we deal with digestion and how much digestion can be improved. Digestion is one of those areas where it is almost impossible to fix without supplementation. And we'll explain why later. Once you understand it, it makes total sense. But our goal would always be to use the supplements to fix the problem and then move on without supplements would be the goal. So we'll talk about that more uh, in After Hours. Then Lauren and I will also do um, live Q&A on HealthyTribe.com. So big day lined up. We're going to jump right into it and get started. Pick up the phone and join us. I'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. So I'm going to talk about some big picture things right now. Um, COVID, I know. We're also sick of hearing about it, but I think now is the time to talk about it and kind of recap everything that's happened and where we're going with COVID. Uh, COVID is here to stay. There, there is no way we are eliminating this virus from the planet. It spreads too easy. It can spread to animals. If they were to come up with the best vaccine possible, which the one we have should just be thrown out, honestly. Um, but even if they came up with the best vaccine in the world for COVID, you're not going to get rid of it. So it's here to stay, and there won't be a good vaccine. And and all you have to do is look at the flu to realize why. We don't have good vaccines for the flu. Most years, they're 40 or 50% effective at best because the flu mutates way too often, They have to try to guess what strains are going to be the dominant strains each year. They're up to putting two and three and four different vaccines into one shot, which makes them more dangerous. They'll tell you it doesn't, but it absolutely does. And that's what's going to happen with COVID vaccines at some point. They will create multiple vaccines for multiple variants. And then each year, you're going to have to try to figure out which you should take. And it's just not a very effective system. The system that works far better, and we know this from the flu as well, is just keep your immune system healthy. And then you're protected from all of the variations or variants. Now, one may mutate to become much more deadly. It it could happen any time with the flu. If we remember right, the big pandemic of uh, 1918 was a flu. That could still happen at any time. We could get a really nasty strain of the flu. We could get a really nasty strain of COVID at, at any point and if you're depending on vaccines it'll be too late by the time they develop a vaccine for a really dangerous variant lots of people will die just like with the flu when we have a bad flu year people die the vaccine doesn't stop that the vaccine will never stop that with covid and right now this vaccine has a horrible track record you know, I, I it would be, I don't even know if it would be satisfying to go back from the very beginning of COVID and list all of the things that we said. And when I say we, I don't mean me or just Let's Truck. I mean, all of the people who understand human biology and nutrition and really paid attention to the, the data and said, look, this is how it works, this is what happens. Almost everything that came out of the natural health world was banned, deleted, censored, ignored, ridiculed, called disinformation or misinformation. I don't know what the hell the difference is anymore. Uh, and yet most of it now, if we look back, has turned out to be true. I, I could do a whole show on that. Uh, but why bother? The, the people who would listen to that show probably already realize all that. The people who will never admit those things will never admit those things, no matter how obvious it is, no matter how much data there is. I, I, I'm, all of these high-profile cases, and I guess high-profile, I mean by people we all know, celebrities, they're in the media, sports, whatever. Lately, they're all getting... COVID multiple times. I think Stephen Colbert was the latest. They had to stop his taping again. They just did recently because he believes he has it again. Um, I don't think they tested. Testing is kind of a waste of time. He had some symptoms. He's got symptoms again. There does seem to be fairly strong evidence that with the variations that are out there now, the vaccine makes it more likely that you will get COVID. Is there some protection against dying and, and severe illness? I'm not sure. It's hard to figure out that from the data. People who are fully vaccinated and boosted do die from COVID. It happens. Do they have more protection than somebody that's never had a vaccine or never had COVID? I don't think so. Um, the, the protection may actually be worse. It's hard to get down to that level of detail because they hide so many of the numbers. Uh, You know, trying to get good data on this has always been difficult. It's not any easier now. Um, But the FDA has been sued. They have released some data, and you can see why they don't want to release more. The data does not look good for anything that they recommended. So this is going to get worse. In the beginning, one of the things that I talked about a lot was, why aren't we helping people get more metabolically healthy? We're spending trillions of dollars on COVID. We put ventilation systems into schools for no reason whatsoever. That was not necessary. We wasted incredible amounts of money on doing stupid things to try to protect people against COVID and just ignoring the fact that you could make big improvements in outcomes just by supplementing just vitamin D, some zinc, some, some basic nutrients that we should be getting from our food. Just remember, that's all supplements are. Supplements are just nutrients that we should be getting from our food, except our food supply sucks. So to think that, oh, he says supplements prevent COVID. They do. Good nutrition prevents COVID. Good nutrition prevents many diseases. We should not be this weak and vulnerable. So there's nothing magic about supplements when we say, look, You know, get your levels of vitamin D, zinc, some other things, get those levels up and you are better protected against COVID, the flu, a cold, pneumonia, any of these things simply because your body has the right nutrition. Not because supplements are better than drugs. They're not even close to the same. Supplements are food not drugs they're nutrients and they did there's just incredible amounts of evidence and there was right from the very beginning to show that good nutrient levels improved outcomes a lot and yet it was completely ignored now you could make the excuse that there was too much going on with trying to figure this out and developing vaccines and all the other stuff the government was doing, and they, they just couldn't take the time to try to encourage people to get healthier and maybe give them some ideas on how. Not that the federal government is good at helping people get healthy. They're not. But at least they could have tried. They didn't try then. They're not trying now. So we know the vaccines just really aren't effective. They have some effectiveness early on. And then it fades pretty darn quickly. And they do seem to have some nasty side effects. There's tons and tons of evidence for that as well. It should be explored more. We should be talking about it more, but they won't. So... They're already worried about another big outbreak this fall. Well, why aren't we, the vaccine isn't going to help much. We know that it hasn't helped much. Now it may make things worse. If they would actually show us the data and let people um, work on this issue, we might know that for sure, but we can speculate pretty strongly with the data we do have. The vaccine's not an answer. The, drug, I forget the name of it, Plaxid, Plax, Plaxovid, something, I don't remember. One of the uh, therapeutics also seems to have some problems now. Not working nearly as well as they said in the beginning, big surprise there. More side effects than they wanted to admit. So even their therapeutics don't seem to be very effective. The one thing that did show a lot of promise. Monoclonal antibodies has basically been taken over by the government and you can't get them. I don't know what the most recent data is on that, but the government did take over all distribution of monoclonal antibodies. And then after they did, they were next to impossible to get. Boy, you just want to ask the question why a lot but i'm tired of asking the why question when it comes to this because there are no answers there the answers are out there they are doing their damn best to make sure we can't find them so my point here is the government has no solutions masks don't work lockdowns don't work vaccines don't work it's clear we can look around the world we can look around the country States that didn't do those things had at least as good of outcomes, many times better outcomes. Countries that didn't lock down and have all these mandates, their outcomes were just about the same. Which means all that time, all that money, all the side effects, all the other really bad things that happened because of masks and vaccines and mandates and lockdowns. All of those things were for nothing. We suffered from those things for nothing. They did not improve outcomes. They're not going to improve outcomes if we start to have outbreaks of this every year, which we will. So what's left then? Do you wanna wait for the drug companies to come up with something that won't be tested the way it should be? Or do you wanna work on your own health and improve your own outcomes? And the only way to do that is to radically change your diet. So I wasn't going to spend that much time on that, but I did. Um, oh, Oh, and here's something else to think about. This will not be the last virus. The next one could be far worse. There will be viruses that kill lots of people. We won't have time to make vaccines to save people. We saw what a disaster this whole vaccine program has become. Can I guarantee that if you get healthy, a virus won't kill you? No, that there are viruses that exist in the world today that with some tiny mutations could wipe out a lot of people no matter how healthy they are. That's just the reality of living in the world we live in but I can promise you, if you get yourself metabolically healthy, you've at least improved your odds. There's no doubt about it. Had you been metabolically healthy with this disease, it was a non-issue. Something else going on right now, and and again, it has a lot to do with the government and our food supply and our health. We're hearing a lot about this baby formula shortage, which, you know, I don't know if, anybody really thinks about this or not, but in a country where we spend trillions of dollars on things that didn't work, trillions, I don't think most people understand how much money has been spent on COVID and how much that really is. In a country that is that wealthy, we have shortages of of the food that we feed our children we shouldn't be feeding them that I'll talk about that in a minute but people do and it you know at least they have something to eat and how did we get to the place where 40 percent of the grocery stores are now reporting that they're out of baby formula and they can't get it something is really really wrong That, that doesn't even make sense How did we not see it coming? And let's let's go back to what they claim started this. It can't be the whole thing, but it's certainly a big part of it. Baby formula has been recalled because it killed babies, killed them. Didn't make them a little sick. It made some of them really sick, put babies in the hospital, killed at least two from formula. Oh, by the way, the FDA has to approve that formula. So the FDA's approved formula has killed babies. They had to recall it. Now we don't have enough. But here's the part that makes me just a little insane. The FDA, right on their website, there is a question on the website. Are Homemade formula's an alternative. First off, it's sad that we have to ask that question of the government, that we're not intelligent enough as human beings, adults, to understand that, yes, there are other ways to feed babies other than formula made by big corporations approved by the FDA and killing babies. Are, are we too stupid about nutrition and food now? To, we have to ask the FDA? And I'm not just talking about breastfeeding. That's absolutely the best. Anybody that argues that is an idiot. There is no way we will ever make a baby formula better than nature and God have already done. It's as good as it gets. I get it. Some women can't breastfeed. Some women don't want to. So they depend on this formula. But here's the answer from the FDA. We're, we're in a crisis. Parents are spending hours driving around trying to find formula for their babies. We should be looking at every alternative possible. But here's the answer to this question from the FDA. Are homemade formulas an alternative? No. No, no the FDA advises parents and caregivers not to make or feed homemade formula to infants. No, don't do it, the FDA says. Just suck it up and figure out how to find some formula when it's not on the shelves. Here's their reason. Homemade infant formula recipes have not been evaluated by the FDA and may lack nutrients vital to an infant's growth okay, the stuff that has been approved by the FDA could kill your baby, and we had to recall it. But we don't want you to make any at home. You might miss out on a nutrient. Holy shit. I, I, I just, I feel like my head is going to explode over this. First off, the stuff that killed babies when it's not contaminated is still pure garbage. It's the standard American diet for babies. It's garbage. It's not meant to be nutritious. It's, it's made cheaply, like most of our food supply. The FDA approves it. Oop, look, we made it so cheap, we cut so many corners, we killed a couple babies. Oh, we'll recall it and fix it. But in the meantime, let your baby go hungry. Don't even attempt to make food on your own. That's too dangerous. Unbelievable. Let me say this loud and clear. If you have an infant at home, there are excellent recipes to make formula at home far better than anything they sell in the store. And do not let the government or the FDA scare you because you don't know enough to make sure you have the right nutrients. Oh, oh, when is it going to end? When are we going to realize We can't listen to them. We can't put our faith and our trust in government agencies. They fail us over and over and over. This is why they don't want you making formula. This is why they don't want you growing a garden. They don't want you learning how to prepare and preserve your own food because then you wouldn't be dependent on them. You wouldn't have to go ask the FDA if it's okay to make formula for my baby. If you are looking for a recipe, I posted a really good recipe on healthytribe.com. If you aren't a member of healthytribe.com, I'll still share it with you. And there are lots of good recipes. This is one I really like. It comes from a farm that I'm familiar with. Uh, One of the owners and original founders of the farm is an NTP. It's Mount Capra Farms in Washington. It's a goat farm. They make lots of goat products, awesome products too, by the way. They have a recipe for a baby formula with goat milk as the base, which is your best base, by the way. Do not use traditional A1 milk. If you're going to use a more traditional dairy, make it A2 dairy, just like we say for yogurt. But goat milk is your best option. Now, you make this recipe at home, and it's not difficult. It's not dangerous. I don't give a damn if the FDA has looked to see if it has all the right nutrients or not. It is far healthier than the crap they're selling in the store anyway. Make your own. And then when your baby comes off formula, don't go buy baby food at the store. Make your own. Yes, it can be a lot of work. Children are a lot of work. But that's okay. All right. I was going to spend some time on gardening and food preservation. Uh, I think I'll save it for another day. Because we do have some calls and we've got a lot going on today. Uh, I'd love to hear any thoughts you might have on the baby formula. Um, I hope people talk about this. This is outrageous, really. Um, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Michigan. Kim, welcome to the program.
1: Up next, Kevin's going to make alruderai breast milk yogurt.
0: For yeah, the baby. why not? There you go. Yogurt is uh, a good first food for babies, you know, when they do start to eat. As long as it's good quality yogurt you made yourself, not the garbage in the store.
1: Absolutely. Lockdown 2022, the sequel. You're talking about their um, coming together. There's another China virus on the way. Well, just before midterms, of course.
0: Yeah, it it Well, so there's that. It, it, it we will have an outbreak right before midterms. It, there's no doubt. I mean, it's just the natural cycle of viruses like this, the flu, the cold, pneumonia. <laughs> um, we do have
1: They know the they know the election cycle.
0: Yeah. Um it just seems to fall right in time with um, you know, the the elections this year and the Democrats could obviously use all the help they could get. Uh, I don't think this is going to be enough. And honestly, um it could be worse for them. I mean, at some point, aren't people going to realize that everything they've told us is basically a lie?
1: Oh, absolutely. Hey, and I got to tell you, I listened to a, a bunch of shows last night, and that I think it was the first Friday. You had a guy talking about autonomous trucks, cannabis, and porn, and then you had a guy that was excited because he escaped the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a great way to start. What a great way to start.
0: I remember that show. That show was hilarious. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, Uh, hey, the reason why I'm calling is because um, on Facebook, I'm in one of Dr. Jack's um, 100-Year Heart program. We're doing fasting. Oh, good. Good. We got a 21-day fast. Actually, it's... uh, two three-day fasts or two five-day fasts. I'm actually on day four of my five-day. But the things that you can drink are plain black coffee, water, uh, Pellegrino. Well, some of the people are looking at Pellegrino and they're grabbing the flavored stuff, and they're not finding anything in it except natural flavorings. Well, to me, that's a chemical that your body shouldn't have. But of course, we can't seem to find any information on it. The FDA does kind of, kind of ties into what you're saying. The FDA does approve it, though. It's some kind of essence of bugs or fruit peelings or anything that they can think of that would make it sound natural. And we know that it's just a chemical. Well, but I can't no, find any no, information the, on.
0: Let me let me stop you there. We don't know that it's a chemical. There are. Lots and lots of natural flavorings that have no downsides whatsoever. Essential oils. You mentioned fruit peelings. That's an awesome source of flavoring. The essential oils that come out of citrus, lime, lemon, they're fairly powerful antioxidants. There's no real downside to them. Um, So the term natural flavoring is so generic, it doesn't tell us anything. But it doesn't mean it's bad. One of the things that we've done with products we bring into our store, and the reason they're allowed to list certain things under these big headings, natural or even artificial flavors. I'd rather not see them, but they may not be all that bad. Natural flavors could be good, could be bad. The reason they're allowed to list it is because if you had to list every single ingredient, it makes it easier for somebody to copy your recipe. And I get that. Um, We, as consumers, should do a little more homework if we're concerned about that. And we always do. Some of our products say natural flavor. We dig to make sure there isn't something in there we don't want. MSG could be considered a natural flavoring. We don't want MSG anywhere near our food. So you do have to, if you're really concerned about these things, you do have to do a little more homework. Without doing the work, I would say whatever flavorings they're putting in Pellegrino, probably not bad. I, I, I would not worry about it. I drink some flavored sparkling waters now and again. I haven't gone to check because I just don't think um, that there's anything in there we're going to be too worried about. And the amounts are pretty minor anyway. But there are a lot of ways to flavor food that are completely natural. And and healthy and good, nothing wrong with them at all. They don't necessarily have to just be some chemical. Now, then there's some weird things, and I've talked about them in the past. Um, Vanilla and raspberry flavoring. When you see something that is vanilla flavored, raspberry flavored, um, if we find out that it's not true vanilla that creates that flavor, It's very possible that the compound that was used comes from a beaver's anal glands. That's actually a real thing. It, it, I guess, tastes like vanilla. (laughs) I know that's a little weird, but, and here's the thing. We might say, oh, well, that's gross. That's awful. Well, is it, though? The whole point of eating the right way is we eat nose to tail. We're supposed to eat every part of the animal.
1: Well, isn't there a coffee that the cat eats the coffee bean and then ships it out, and then they use the grounds?
0: Um, There are several. I I know there's one that they actually feed the coffee beans to elephants, and the same thing. The, The coffee bean goes through the elephant system, ferments in a specific way, and then they actually collect. The beans out of the dung, and they make coffee out of it, and it's supposed to be incredible. Uh, it sounds a little—I
1: guess it would be good shit.
0: Yeah, it would be good shit. That's right. Um, it, you know, <laughs> we're freaked out about stuff like that, and uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's that's just because
1: we have to ask the FDA. What we can do?
0: Yeah, we should af- ask the FDA if that's okay. I'm sure they're going to say no <laughs> um, because they haven't approved it yet. And, and we know the FDA knows everything about keeping us healthy, so we better ask them first. So, you know, we, even Absolutely. in the past when we've talked about things like hot dogs, sausage, oh, they make it from all those nasty bits. Yeah, but the nasty bits are still healthy. We just think they're nasty. We weren't raised eating things like that. But that's how we should be eating the whole animal.
1: Well, do you? You're from Ohio or the Ohio area. I'm from Michigan, and something big over here is called head cheese. Oh, yeah. And if you can get good head cheese, oh, man, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, but it freaks people, people out. people eat it.
1: Yeah, only only when they know what they're eating. If they don't, they, they believe this is really good stuff. And I'm trying to find some um, head cheese made by the same people that make that really good liverwurst.
0: Oh I think boy! It's, uh,
1: U.S. Wellness.
0: U.S. Wellness meats. Yeah, that. That, that, that liverwurst is amazing stuff. In uh, fact, you just reminded me. I went to look for some in the freezer the other day, and I am out. I need to order some.
1: There you go. Get it before there's another shortage
0: on food. Yeah, you know, I. Hey, uh, one
1: thing that I have already talked talk about yet are these food processing plants that are burning down, or blowing up, or falling off the world.
0: You know, I I mentioned it the other day, but just my, the only thing I mentioned was that I I need to go do some more digging and reading because you can't trust any head. I've seen the headlines. I've seen memes with, you know, all these dots around the globe. And I haven't verified that these stories are even real and it shouldn't be hard. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, but it's time consuming. You know, it, we know that certainly there have been several here in the U.S. We had, you know, um, a connection with one. Azure Standard, I, I just talked to the owners a month or so ago. I guess it's been a little longer than that now. was on the road a while. Um, they had one of their plans burned down. Now, there's there. I think they did an investigation and they found the reason. But honestly, I'm not even sure if I believe some of that stuff anymore and if it turns out that there's an unusually high number happening, yeah, then I'd be a little concerned. I just haven't had time to verify any of those stories yet.
1: Well, we had one close to us. It wasn't a food processing plant, but it was a Walmart distribution center cop fire just last month over in Indiana. Yeah.
0: You, you know, like I said, so those things happen. Um But when you look at everything that's happening in our world right now and our food supply and, you know, the government keeps trying to convince people, no, you can't make your own formula. No, you shouldn't be growing a garden. No, you shouldn't be canning. Uh, You start to wonder a little bit. You know, if there's one way to control people, it's with food.
1: Well, hey, I'm going to get up here. Thanks, Kevin, for uh, coming back so quickly. Um, Yeah, I've been listening to you, not since the original, but I think some lady called and she asked you about the pink elephant. And your show was called Just for the Health of It, Just for the Truck of It. Yeah, that's what it's called, Just for the Truck of It. And she was like, what is the pink elephant? So anyway. Um, I know that was way back when you were on Midnight.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I'm pretty sure I used that analogy several times. Um, And and let me try to see if I could tie this into my open today (laughs) about the vaccine. Um, All of the people who are getting sick multiple times with COVID, these high-profile cases we know about them because they're celebrities or they're on the news or they're an athlete or whatever, They're getting it like multiple times. And the the ironic thing is every one of them, it's like they have a script at the end of telling their story. Every one of them says, I'm so grateful that I'm vaccinated. How many people, (laughs) if they went and got four shingles vaccines and then ended up with a case of shingles would stand around going, I'm so glad I got vaccinated. Nobody. What a stupid statement. You keep getting COVID and yet you keep saying, but they say, oh, but it could have been worse. You don't know that. So here's, here's the analogy, the way I used to, to talk about this. Um, Okay. If you put um, six stones in a triangle out on your front lawn, it will prevent pink elephants from ever walking on your lawn. I promise I guarantee it works <laughs> and and I can prove it, it because i've I've had this these stones on my lawn for twelve years, and I've never had a single pink elephant
1: <laughs> that's it.
0: That's, that's the proof we the have of the vaccine. vaccinated people are
1: getting sick more we, than we non-vaccinated people are.
0: Exactly. Their, their proof makes no sense. Look, these people got all the vaccines, all the boosters, and they, now they have multiple cases of COVID. Oh, our vaccine works so good. It could have been so much worse. Yeah, I could have had a whole lawn well, full were- of pink elephants, too, if I wouldn't have put those rocks out there.
1: Exactly. Hey, you were driving all around the country. Did you notice all of the pharmacies, all the CVS, all the Walgreens, even the mom and pop neighborhood pharmacies, come in and get your vaccinated, get your vaccine and get caught up on all of your shots.
0: Oh, boy!
1: <laughs> so what are they saying? Take them all at once. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. And what shots am I supposed to get That's caught it. up on? I don't need any damn shots. <laughs>
1: No, exactly same thing with me.
0: Yeah. All right, good. Yep. Great talking to you. Let's uh, let's head off to Missouri this time. Jeremy, welcome to the program.
2: Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm gonna try. To, I'm going to be calm this time. I, I heard myself on a, the playback last time, and I get pretty hyped
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> so. I- I've been accused (laughs) of that too. I get a little excited sometimes on the air.
2: Okay. Yeah. And and by the way, the the, um, Cardio Miracle with that, I heard that caller say it was 25 milligrams. Yeah. I remember Jamie saying that and I looked, it was 2.5 as far as the sugar, all sugar alcohols in there.
0: I meant to go go check that because when I heard 25, I thought (laughs) that can't be right. And I, I I didn't think yeah, that kinda, it was, uh, but I didn't want to dispute something yeah. I wasn't sure of. So thank you for that. Two point five sounds a lot more like what should yeah. be in there. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so as far as food, uh, uh, you know, as far as you said, you had those. You know, you like to have chilies on hand, hatch chilies or something that you keep. Yes. Cook with. Uh, how, what's your favorite way to um, kind of waking them up or live? Do you, do you roast them, uh, you know, with a torch or get them on a hot skillet? Or do you, do you even bother with all that? Or, so, you know, as far
0: as I've, I've got, I get hatched chilies several different ways. So most years I will order a case or two of fresh chilies. They pick them, they pack them, they ship them to you. And then I will roast them myself, although I'm probably not going to do that much anymore. They're, the best way to roach, roast them, if you've ever been in New Mexico during chili season, and y- that smell, they have these g- big, giant yeah. tumblers, and there's a torch right. you know, running underneath them, and they tumble and roast, and they smell incredible. I love that smell. That is really the best way to do it. I don't have one of those. I know. I don't have one either. So I've used a a torch. I've used a screaming hot pan. I've used a a grill. Um, The problem that I find is by the time with all these other methods, by the time you get it roasted the way you want, it's a little overcooked for me. So I've tried several times. It's a lot of work. So now what I started doing is I started buying them pre-roasted and frozen. So I still get a case or two Ooh, every year, nice. but they, they roast them ahead of time. Then they freeze them. And I'm going to freeze mine after I roast them anyway. It's the only way to preserve them. So I let them do the roasting. They do an awesome job on it. Wow, And then yeah. they come in like flat packs. So they stack really well in your freezer. Now here's another product that I okay. found and I'm not sure why, but this particular product has the best hatch chili flavor I've ever had. Even better than the fresh roasted stuff I get. You can find it at Costco and okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know the name of it. I can picture the label in my mind I use it constantly. Uh-huh. Um, it 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 says Hatch Green Chilies. Or? It's a jar. It's a jar of chilies. It's a jar. Yeah. And, oh, I've seen. Yeah, and, it's green. It's a green jar. Yeah, yep, I've seen that. Hatch uh, chilies. I f- think I've gotten that. Yeah. The flavor of that stuff is amazing. So I I do both yeah. of those. I do get the fresh roasted, oh. frozen, right from the Hatch Valley but I also keep in stock this, uh, this stuff from Costco.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I was uh, putting hot water in a bowl with, with chili, you know, and let it soak, and tried that too, and then chop it up, dice it up later, like 15 minutes and it, trying to bring out some flavor, but I, I didn't know if you, you uh, but yeah, thanks for that.
0: Yeah, the stuff in the jar uh, from Costco is excellent. And it's pretty clean. Yeah. I think there's like maybe calcium chloride in there, which is kind of a preservative to keep the color. Nothing I'm too worried about. There, There isn't much in there other than chilies. I think a little bit of lime juice. Uh, but whatever they do, that to me is the essence of hatch green chili flavor.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I think I've had some of that. I liked it too. Uh, I, was, I don't, I was, As far as braising and stuff, I was kind of looking to get some, you know, I didn't know if it, using those dry chilies and and soaking them or roasting them would make a better, you know, more authentic or anything like that. That's why I was asking if you had good ideas, and you did. And like I say, I
0: I still enjoy (laughs) getting the fresh chilies and roasting some myself, but it's a lot of work, and they do a better job, and then, you know, the stuff in the jar is really convenient because oh. it's shelf-stable yeah. and, yeah.
2: Heck, yeah. Um, that was so interesting about the caller that
0: said uh, hey, about hey, the ferment. Jeremy, they... let me let me interrupt yeah. you for a second. I just had a thought. So, yeah. one of the things I could certainly try is either starting with their fresh roasted or roasting myself Doing a little bit of seasoning of it, some salt, some lime juice, maybe a couple other things I could think of, a little garlic. And once I get a recipe the way I want it, I could can my own. I don't know why I didn't think of that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then we have a big, uh, yeah, we have a whole jar.
0: Yeah, and we can customize our size. Because a lot of times when I use chilies in a recipe, I'm only using like a uh, half a pint or less and you know even the oh yeah yeah the big jar they sell at costco i don't even want to open that one unless i'm doing cannon. that's right yeah i did leave like a half a can in there i remember that right so and i liked it but i, I yeah. just got thinking about that because that's probably what they that's why it's so good in the jar they they got the right amount of salt a little bit of lime juice it, so hell i could do that and once i have a recipe then I'm just going to wow. can my own. All right. I tried yeah, to grow I... them. That was a disaster. Um, Hatch chilies do not grow well really? in Oregon at all. No, they, they didn't grow well at all. And, and that's the reason Hatch is famous. Something about their valley and the conditions and the, those chilies just taste very unique.
2: As far as the ancho, like the ancho, is that... Do you like that, too, just as well? Or what is it that you like better than, like, an chili?
0: Well, or you I, like I'm, both? I'm into chilies. I have a pantry full of dried chilies. And chilies get confusing. Right. My God, they have, like, three names for every different chili. Um, most people don't realize right. chipotles are really just smoked jalapenos.
2: Jalapenos. Yeah.
0: It's just a jalapeno, and then right. it was smoked, and now it becomes a chipotle. The names get really confusing. I love all chilies. I love really hot chilies. Okay. I love yeah. some really mild yeah. chilies. I, I, I cook a lot with chilies. Hatch, for some reason, it's such a unique flavor, and it just it's kind of like that's New Mexican food for me, which is pretty unique. You, you don't really get it outside of New Mexico, not the authentic stuff.
2: Okay. I'll have to try that. Try them. Um, I was doing ancho a lot. So, uh, and as far as back to the fermenting, when the guy was talking about, you know, does the vegetable, once it, once the bacteria eats or, you know, feeds on all the, the vegetable, uh, the vegetables, uh, fibers, you know, during, uh, fermentation yeah. when he was talking about that the other day, um, I had a thought, uh, or we had we were thinking, so that yeah, was very interesting. And then we were like, so does vinegar, let's say you get it to ferment where you like it and would adding vinegar or like, uh, pickled, uh, type, you know, peppers maybe that have vinegar in it, would stop the fermentation process? And would it kill any, ba- would, it, would it kill any bacteria after, after a vegetable is fermented?
0: You know, these seem like really simple questions, but I've asked them myself, and I've gone reading, and you get all kinds of crazy answers. I I honestly don't know, and I I do it on jalapenos because I've tried to just straight ferment jalapenos, and I'm just not wild about the taste for some reason, but I love pickled jalapenos, So I've kind of done a hybrid. I will start off by fermenting the jalapeno. It certainly can't hurt. You know, it's creating good bacteria. But then I do end up adding some vinegar and some other things to get the flavor that I want. And I tried to find an answer, couldn't really come up with anything definitive, and decided, you know what, I like it. If there's some bacteria left, great. Right? If there <laughs> I'm isn't, it's certainly not bad for me, so I'm going to keep doing it.
2: Wow, I'm going to try that, because, yeah, I've done from, uh, jalapenos too, and it just basically is like a ferment taste, you know? That's yeah, the, they, but,
0: I yeah, just, that's awesome. I don't like the taste of them, but I love pickled jalapenos. Almost every other food, if you like it pickled, you'll probably like it fermented. But for some reason, peppers... You, you can't really ferment bell peppers either i've tried those they taste awful fermented
2: oh man we just did some i, I didn't want to do it but i you know, didn't uh, want to throw I mean, them out but i i kind of thought that
0: <laughs> yeah I, I you know i used to throw some now i will put jalapenos in a lot of my other ferments like i'll put jalapenos when i make pickles because i like spicy pickles uh, I put some jalapenos in, yeah. you know, kimchi now and then. That seems to be fine. But bell peppers or chilies, I, fermented, I just don't like them.
2: Maybe that's why Bubby's puts those, on our spicy ones, they put those uh, pickled uh, uh, peppers in there to stop the fermentation, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, I, I, I don't uh, know. Like I said, I can add... Chilies to other ferments and they taste good, but when you ferment them on their oh, own, I okay. just don't like the taste of them. Oh. oh, Jeremy, did we lose you? Uh, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Okay. Hello.
2: Yep. Oh, okay. As far as tattoos, yes. I was thinking about maybe getting another one, but I don't know. Do you, uh, I've, I heard something the other day, they're like, When you get a tattoo, that ink is on your skin and in your skin for life, and your body is going to get it out. Do you think that's true? Uh,
0: I don't know if that's true or not, but I have kind of rethought tattoos. Um, I got my first when I was 17, and I I don't know. I have three or four. Um, I won't get another one. Now that I understand health better, I – Here's one of the interesting yeah. things. I don't know what the long-term effects of having that ink, you know, in your body. It, it, I, it's not good. We know that. There's nothing positive about doing it. We don't know how negative it might be. But one of the things we found was really interesting. Uh, my son, Michael, was working with somebody on a one-on-one. And they were checking for inflammation. So they did a C-reactive protein test. And theirs was through the roof. I mean, some seriously high numbers. Um, And, you know, that's an indication you could possibly have um, inflammation in the heart. It's it's not a good sign. You do not want your C-reactive protein really high. And they were shocked because this person was eating a pretty clean diet. They had already solved a whole bunch of problems. And... Michael kept questioning them. You know, anything different. Finally, they got to the fact that they had gotten a new tattoo less than a week before they took the test, and we did. And we got thinking about it. That getting if you've have you have tattoos, you know, it's a pretty rough procedure. I mean, there's there's some pain yeah, involved. It is, yeah, it's, it's so it's not surprising now that it we made think my cholesterol go that that could make inflammation just go through the roof just the fact of getting the tattoo
2: yeah 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 okay that is what I was uh, thinking too
0: yeah there's there's but not a lot of research My art. couldn't <laughs> couldn't find a lot of data and you know Lisa and I have both talked about you know going someplace fun and getting another one and um I just kind of decided, yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for everything. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh let's yeah. move on. We are off to Alberta this time. Nikki, welcome to the program.
3: Well, hello, Mr. Kevin. How's it going?
0: It's going great. What's on your mind today?
3: Um, I only had one question until I heard your introduction, which made me laugh at your exasperated sarcasm. It was fabulous. I am absolutely loving this new platform.
0: Thank you. Um,
3: uh, The first one was for my sister. She had planned on getting a partial hysterectomy because she has horrendous PMS and period pains, and they last for weeks on end, and it's not normal, and she's finally just had enough, but they discovered that she has a blood disorder of some kind, and I didn't get the name of it, but they found out she has sticky platelets, which is causing her to have high blood pressure, but at the same time, her blood's not clotting, so she's unable to receive surgery until they can fix it.
0: Wow. That's kind of crazy. So,
3: yeah, a little bit, yeah. I have to kind of talk to her to get more of the medical information on it. But I was wondering, I finally convinced her to go keto and kind of convert into carnivore, because I know that tends to help a lot of women with those kind of problems. I was just wondering the best resources to look up, because she can't cook worth a damn, so I'm basically going to have to teach her how
0: to cook. <laughs> uh, okay. If it didn't yeah. come in
3: a bag box or jar, she's got nothing on how to do it.
0: Got it. it which, you know, we it, one of the things that I say, um, you know, I grew up on the standard American diet, um, had some horrible mm-hmm. eating habits as a child, but um, my mom cooked a lot almost every day. Um, I started cooking early as a a teenager and I think that was one of the things that saved me from the worst effects of the standard American diet. We didn't eat out a lot when I grew up. We didn't eat much out of a box or, I mean, almost all of our vegetables came out of a can, but, um, at least it was Mm -hmm. mostly just, you know, we ate bread and all the things we shouldn't have, but for the most part, it was a slightly healthier version of the standard American diet.
3: Yeah, she she homemade bread and pizza dough and pasta instead of buying it because she figured it was healthier.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So uh, what kind of a resource are you looking for? I mean, keto, we have a couple of great courses. Um, So I I would start there Um, books. If she is, open to the carnivore diet then i would highly recommend the carnivore code and the carnivore code cookbook um i just went through the carnivore code cookbook yesterday um and i have some pretty exciting recipes i want to try there's some really interesting at first when i heard how do you write a cookbook for carnivore it's meat I mean, how many different things are you going? But they came up with some pretty unique <laughs> stuff in there. I do a lot of experimenting with food, and I would have never thought about some of this stuff. So that's where I would start. That's you know, cool. if she if she wants to go more keto, our courses are really good. We have a couple of them. Uh, if she if she's more, and I would actually push her more towards carnivore. We are finding the yes, best that, results. That, that
3: was the thing, but she loves fruit so she kind of wanted to go paleo after she fixed her problems
0: well hold on because this is something else that I didn't get this message when I read the book the carnivore code I don't know if it wasn't in there I just missed it but in the cookbook in the beginning the first couple chapters he kind of goes back over the science of what the carnivore diet is why it works and I didn't realize he -hmm. is actually fairly heavy on adding fruit to your carnivore diet Oh, once you're metabolically healthy and here's his reasoning and it actually makes some sense biologically. So one of the reasons we believe carnivore helps so much is because all plants, I shouldn't say all, but most plants have chemical defenses. They don't want to be killed. We mm-hmm. know about their phytates, their lectins, their oxalates, um, proteins, mm-hmm. proteins like gluten and gliadin they're all designed so that typically bugs and pests and things won't eat the plant and kill it. Th- those things are powerful enough that they can kill some of the insects. They certainly stop them from eating that plant. Those things aren't powerful mm-hmm. enough to kill us as human beings, but they make us sick. They cause problems in yep. digestion and all kinds of things. The reason that he says fruit is one of your safer bets. And he also distinguishes between sweet fruit and unsweet fruit. Unsweet fruit are things like tomatoes, avocados, olives. Um, Those are all fruits. We don't think of them as fruit, but they are. And they're the unsweet fruit. So we can certainly eat more of the unsweet fruit, even if we're not metabolically healthy. Avocados are excellent for you. But he talks about fruit being safer because it doesn't have the chemical defense because it doesn't need it. When you eat fruit, you're not killing the plant. You know, if you want to eat a head of broccoli, you have to kill the whole plant. You want to eat cabbage, you kill the whole plant. But when you eat fruit... And they're
3: also man-made,
0: too. Yeah, so when you eat fruit... You're not killing the plant. Having animals or human beings eat the fruit is actually the way that plant spreads itself. The seeds are usually protected against digestion. And later on, you go deliver the seeds back to the ground with a load of fertilizer. I think we all know what I'm talking about here.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I do, and that makes perfect sense, yes.
0: It does. So now we do have to be careful because today's fruit is so hybridized to be outrageously sweet. But you can also just choose varieties that aren't quite so sweet. You know, if you eat a really tart apple, we know that that has Mm -hmm. less carbohydrates than a really sweet apple. Pineapples. Pineapples, when I was growing up as a kid, they were tart. Now they're so sickening sweet, they make your teeth hurt. So, you know, right. we, we can tell the difference. So I would, I would encourage people, add fruit, add fermented vegetables, because we know that fermenting gets rid of some of those chemical defenses. Just be careful you don't overload yourself with sugar based on how metabolically healthy you are.
3: Right, but that's later on down the line after you've kind of sorted yourself out.
0: Yeah, but if, you know, if, if she wants to go... Well, let's think about this. Here's another advantage, and this is kind of what I've been saying about the way I've been eating. I, I eat mostly mm-hmm. carnivore about three-quarters of the day, almost exclusively carnivore some days. So by the time I get to 6, 7 o'clock when I'm about ready to eat the last time for the night, some days I'm at zero carbs or less than five. I mean, that's really, really low. When I was on keto, I used to do mm-hmm. 40 or 50 carbs a day. So if I'm only yeah, at, if I'm only at five or ten carbs by the end of the day, a, a big sweet apple with some nut butter—it's not going to hurt. Oh, oh, my favorite dessert now. I know I love that, and we have <laughs> got some awesome new nut butters in the store.
3: Yes, I saw the posting for that as well. Just I live in Canada, so
0: getting oh, it
3: here's a bit much for me.
0: I know. that's such And a...
3: I can't come stateside anymore until things have sorted themselves out. So, kind of did, stuck.
0: Did, isn't, it, isn't it crazy that what's standing in the way of you and a really awesome product is all <laughs> created by the government?
3: Yep. And considering I haven't been sick in nearly a decade, because I've been taking supplements, even though I was eating crap foods, I still felt a lot better, and if I did get a cold, it'd be like a scratchy throat for 12 hours, and then I was over it. Meanwhile, the rest of my family sick in bed for a week. Good. It was really weird. Good. And I was like the most overweight of my family, and according to our physicals, when we compared them, I, I had the healthiest um, cardiovascular, like I had really low... Cholesterol, my glucose was low. Everything was low where it was supposed to be, high where it was supposed to be. Blood pressure was like 100 over 60, considering I'm like 100 and some pounds overweight at the time.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Now, the only thing I would change in there, the one thing we've been so brainwashed into thinking cholesterol should be low. It shouldn't be. And especially as we get older all of the science shows the higher your cholesterol is, as you get older, the longer you're probably going to live.
3: Yes, and I remember um, Michael on those uh, NDK Matter videos, talking about um, tattoos and how they can mess up your cholesterol test. And if uh, yeah, you're gonna get too. a tattoo, do it after the doctor's appointment.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's because we know that when there is inflammation in the body. Cholesterol is actually the way the body fixes it. We always assumed because all that cholesterol was at the, the spot of the clot and the inflammation that the cholesterol was causing it. Turns out, no, the cholesterol's there because that's how we fix it. So you go get this tattoo your body is horribly inflamed from this. The numbers were, I I was shocked when I saw the numbers Yeah, for
3: weeks until it healed.
0: Yeah. So your body starts cranking out cholesterol to try to heal it.
3: Indeed. Um, Okay. So that helps with the first part, the place to start. If I have more questions, I'll contact either you or your son because Michael's been a big help with my journey since 2018. So,
0: Good. Good. Yep. Um, Uh, The second
3: one was babies. Oh, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. Um, Babies and vaccines. I know for the most part, most childhood vaccines aren't really good for us, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, I can't remember if it was Michael or one of the other people in the group said that there were some vaccines that children should get, but for the most hard to avoid most of the other ones. I was wondering if there was a reference source to that to look into
0: it. I would reach out to Michael. If anybody has it, it's probably him. Um, It wasn't one of those topics I did as much research into. He did obviously because of his own kids. It was really relevant for him. Um, I I tend to agree that, there clearly are some vaccines that the benefit far's outweigh, far outweighs the risk. They've been around long enough. We're, you know, there, there's still this question about could even the safest vaccines be the cause of some of the autism we see that's increased? And boy, the, the science behind that is so all over the board that it's really hard Mm -hmm. to come up with with anything clear about that. So I do tend to follow the lines of, look, some of the childhood vaccines seem really safe. We have lots and lots of data, years and years. We know there's a benefit. Um, I don't know that specific list, though, but I do agree with that premise.
3: Yeah, because we're trying to have a kid, and my best friend just has a baby. She's two months old, and I'm really excited to look up the formula thing because my friend you know, is having trouble breastfeeding. So she is on formula and I, I can see that she's not doing as well on it as she could be. Yes. I think if she was just having straight breast milk. So this reference information might be something that'll help her with some of the issues I've noticed, like the dry skin that she's had more than she should. and
0: Oh, yeah. You know,
3: different things with her stomach.
0: So. Yep. Yeah, honestly, the, the infant, you know, having a shortage of infant formula may turn out to be a blessing if we can get more women to breastfeed or to at least make their own formula at home. That may turn out to be the one positive that comes out of this because it's pretty disgraceful that a wealthy nation like ours can't keep baby formula on the shelf.
3: Right. Well, I know babies, if they have to, can eat the same food as their parents. It just has to be basically liquefied. Yeah.
0: And and as long honestly, as it has all
3: their nutritional requirements.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, um, you know, you were following Michael probably when the, the kids were really small or maybe you weren't. But I know he talks about it a lot. Oh, yeah. For a Definitely while.
3: dedicatedly. To- the end of
0: 2018 yeah for a while um they were moving around and before they decided where they wanted to settle they lived here with us for a while when the babies were small so i watched michael Mm -hmm. make that food every day and i looked at the food he was making and i thought holy cow what a what an awesome way to start them off i mean the, it, it usually had mm-hmm. liver and avocado in almost every recipe. Both liver and avocado blend really well. Um, the food they yeah. were, he was feeding those babies was so, so highly nutritious. No garbage. I thought, wow, what a, I, I was just so excited to watch him do that and so proud of him for doing it. So he, he really understands um, the nutritional needs of babies. He's done a ton of research on it. Um, he knows about the formulas and, and options. And I mean, that, that's really almost his kind of specialty because as he was learning, he had new babies. So it was a big priority for him. Yeah. But I, I think we would probably find out we could probably switch babies to that food a lot sooner than we do. Um, but mm-hmm. just like big food has a huge influence, um, baby food's no different. Anything you find out there that says, Oh no, your baby should stay on formula this long. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder, of course you want them to stay on it longer. That's how you make your money. So e- even. And they want them
3: off of breast milk sooner. So you could start buying baby food
0: <laughs> exactly. in a jar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, the formula and the baby food, that's just the standard American diet for babies. It's garbage.
3: Perfect. Well, that helps on both fronts. And I will definitely get in contact with Michael again and see what he has to say with stuff. And I'll see if I can set up a consultation or something with my sister to help her out because she is the pickiest eater on the planet. And she's been trying really hard since she's seen me get a lot healthier to expand her food horizons, but she's just struggling because she's been eating basically child foods and she was a child.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, um, you know what? She's willing to try. That's a good thing. Um, I, like I said, I, I would have her read the carnivore code first.
3: Yeah. Well, the one good thing going for her, she absolutely loves fish.
0: Oh, good. So good. going to
3: try that. But she doesn't have a lot of money, so it's really hard to find good quality fish and get it in the quantity for the month of shopping.
0: That's, that's a good point. Fish is expensive, and, yeah. and the good quality stuff is really expensive. Um, hopefully, yeah. though, you can save enough money by not buying. You, you know, when you eat this way, the the amount of food you eat decreases. The variety oh, yeah. decreases, so you're not buying you know, six different flavors of Doritos and four different flavors of (laughs) Pop-Tarts. So you end up saving some money there at least.
3: Like after the third month, we were spending less than half on groceries. And that was including buying an entire cow for the year. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That That, worked out great. I love that. Okay,
3: well, I will let somebody else ask some questions. Thank you very much for your help. And I am definitely loving this new platform. Thanks, Kevin.
0: Thank you. Great stuff. Let's go to Wisconsin. Tim, welcome to the program.
4: Kevin, how are you doing today?
0: Doing good. What's on your mind?
4: I had to bring out my yellow notepad and take notes as I was listening, make a few comments. Uh, First off, on the tattoo thing, uh, you've read Dr. O'Brien's book. He goes into tattoos pretty thoroughly and um, I think after you read that, you probably would never want to get another tattoo.
0: That's kind of what um, I figured. Yeah. I
4: think, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, he's treated people where they died because of that, um, in the extreme cases. So, uh, pretty interesting. And he, uh, again, he goes into that pretty in depth. Um, second thing is, is, uh, I, uh, listened to the open with the baby formula and, I just scratched my head because if you go back when they, I mean, look at, I mean, there, there are class action lawsuits going after the manufacturers of baby formula from 20, 30 years ago. And we keep giving these kids the same crap. I mean, it is amazing.
0: Let me give you another example. What if... What if, you know, we're, we're posting recipes for formulas you can make at home? What if somebody made some at home and it actually killed their baby? Do you know what the outrage would be? People would go nuts. They'd, be, they'd want somebody's head on a platter and they would go off about, oh my God, see what I, but when babies get killed from the formula you buy at the store, we hardly even hear about it.
4: Yeah, and they you know, the FDA has killed more babies in baby formula. And I'm not just talking recent. Go back. The research is out there 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. 20, 30 years ago, anybody that had a baby, they, they wanted them to give them formula and, and told them not to breastfeed. I know. So the two things, the two things that we know, because the science, I mean, you could read reams and reams and reams of research, books, studies. The best things for a baby, first off, vaginally uh, born, that is number one, and mother's milk is number two. So, guess what? We've taken away both of those. Yes,
0: yes. And a lot of people don't realize it, but many, I don't know if I can say most, but many of the C sections aren't medically necessary. They're actually done for convenience. Well,
4: well, by far. Yeah, because they always, you know, the argument is is they'll always say, well, we got to do what we think is best for the the baby. That's complete crap. What's best for the baby is that baby coming out vaginally. That is number one. There are so many studies about that particular bacteria that they get. uh, And, you know, as you know, A baby's nutrition uh, or digestive system is probably three-quarters developed, right? And it's the mother's milk. It's the mother's colostrum that finalizes that. You can't get that through formula. But the number of babies that have died in the last 30 years, uh, it's, you know, now the conspiracy theorist in me goes, boy, is there a reason why they're doing this other than money? Who knows? Maybe... But, um, it's ridiculous. And the other thing is, is why, I mean, you look at all these people that are using formula. Now there are a few medical issues. Why are women choosing to use formula? Convenience. Other than breastfeeding, other than, correct. But it's because they're being told it's better for your baby. It's better. You want what's best for your baby, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's what they're doing. I know. And
4: and, and they're
0: killing them. Well that, yeah, it, literally it, in some it, it, cases, it, it, we we know for sure that it, the FDA approved, fully FDA approved formula just killed babies. And the FDA's answer is, Oh no, you can't make it at home. We haven't approved that recipe yet. It might not have all the nutrients you need. Huh. Yeah, but it's not gonna kill me either.
4: Well, I, uh, in listening, I think you came up with, uh, I think you came up with another show that you're going to be doing and that'll be for, uh, you know, infant and nutrition for them. So you're going to have to hire someone to do that because that is really the key, uh, is, you know, those kids, I tell people that all the time, you know, how many calls do you take a day? You're talking to people, even today, listening, Oh yeah, I had all these issues. I'm so sick. And the first thing you always ask, well, what are you eating? Well, yeah, I know. But I mean, so it almost seems like, you know, the percentage of people adult that you can help Stick with the young ones, at least you got a chance that you can get a conversion, you know, but then again, it's going to take the parents, you know, to, to, uh, to buy in and to, uh, you know, I, you know, I've talked to so many people. I had a woman lost a hundred pounds and then went back and went back to eating the way she was. I'm like, why? Well, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I don't know. I just like eating. And, and even though she lost a hundred pounds, that, that uh, addiction to what she's been eating is so strong, even after a year could not beat the addiction.
0: Yeah, well, you
4: know, sugar and sweets and all
0: that. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it, the addictive nature of that food, the fact that the food processors have something called the bliss point. They, they actually formulate food so that it's almost irresistible, like you, you just want to keep eating it. We know that. It's all documented. They've been doing it for decades. But here's the other yep. thing that we've convinced people of. We've convinced people that you can go on a temporary diet, you can change the way you eat, lose weight, but we never tell them you can't go back to eating the way you used to eat, or you'll get, and it seems like such common sense, but we've been so brainwashed. You know, I see all these commercials on TV for these diet plans where they provide the food. And I've priced it. it. It's outrageously expensive. If you think eating, you know, all pastured meats and you know, homegrown eggs and all that stuff is expensive, look at plans like Nutrisystem and Weight Watchers and other plans that provide the food. I don't know if Weight Watchers does or not. Nutrisystem. There's plenty of them out there. Uh, that food is really expensive, and nobody seems to understand. That if you use Nutrisystem to get to the weight you want to be, you have to keep eating that food the rest of your life. Well, those
4: diets never work because it's a reduction of calories. And and reduction of calories is not a way of sustainability. You're right. It's so, not, even it's proven over and over and over.
0: You bring up a good point. Even if they tried to eat that food the rest of their life, they probably wouldn't be able to. At some point, they, you feel so it, deprived that you start eating again. And that's what happens. So, I think it's so ironic if we go back to the early days of keto, all the naysayers tried to say, oh, it doesn't work. Well, you can't say that anymore. Low carb is so powerful at, at helping people lose weight and get healthy. You, you can't deny that it absolutely works. It works better than anything else we've tried. But th- so then they started saying, oh, yeah, you might lose weight, but it's not healthy and it's not sustainable. Well, it, it's starting to become very, very obvious that both of those things are lies as well. It's, it's really healthy to eat that way, especially if you do it clean. And it's very, very sustainable because you're not hungry. You're not depriving yourself.
4: Well, what's funny, as you know, when you do a calorie reduction, the body, you know, initially everybody loses weight. It works initially. But the body resets itself and says, hey, listen, uh, we got to go into a mode where we're going to, you know, reduce our intake. And people actually get fat on reducing calories.
0: And you know what and else? They
4: shake their it, head like, how could
0: that be? That's a good point. You know what else happens? And they blame it on aging or you're too lazy or you get very, very low energy too. Because that's what's happening. Your yeah. body is still trying to conserve the calories so that you have enough to live so you won't feel like going out and taking a walk you won't feel like doing some gardening or riding your bike or playing tennis or going hiking or you won't feel like doing any of that stuff because you don't have any energy so what do you do you sit around in front of the tv and you eat all the low calorie garbage food you can find and you get sick and eventually die
4: I, I laugh when you see these meal plans and they're showing people eating like desserts and this, and I just, I, I you know, but they must make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, you know, and it's, Oh, it's, a, it's portion control. Well, it's <laughs> not sustainable. It's in, it, again, I, you know, we've talked about this before. Um, just read, 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 read. You know, you mentioned a couple books today, and I would just say, when you're done with that, go to the next. And when you're done with that, go to the next. And when you're done with that, you just keep going. Because, you know, part of that is, is that it, it keeps you motivated, you know? It keeps you motivated to, you know, keep learning and keep understanding. And, and um, but all the information is there. It, it is there. Yeah. You know, and what one last thing, Kevin, a hundred years ago, what kind of formula were they feeding these babies a
0: hundred years ago? <laughs> That's a good question. If you didn't breastfeed a hundred I mean, years what? ago, I don't, I don't know what you did. I guess you, you made do. You you blended some food what? or, you know, and honestly, a hundred years ago, a lot more people lived on farms. So who knows? You may have been given the, the baby raw, raw dairy. Oh, my gosh. You can't do that. You might kill them.
4: Yeah, I mean think about that. Here, what's the biggest thing? We've been on the planet how many millions of years and we don't know how to feed ourselves. And not only don't we know how to feed ourselves, we are the only animal that doesn't know how to feed our babies I, now either, apparently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It it's it like I said, I, I thought my it, head was going I, I I don't know why I'm so optimistic sometimes. I really thought when I saw the question posed to the FDA, should we make formula at home? Since we can't find it, since it's not on the shelves, since our babies might go hungry, should we try to make some at home? I was optimistic enough to think that when I looked up the answer from the FDA, they would have provided links and recipes, and and yet their answer is no, don't do it.
4: And what's funny, you see on all all the news coverage, I don't care what side of the fence you're on, they're all pointing their fingers at the FDA. Oh, the FDA has got to get more involved and we have to produce more formula. How in this day and age, how does this, how could this even happen? It can't unless it's, unless there's a reason why it's happening and it's happening for a particular reason. This cannot happen. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't happen in the natural world with animals. It doesn't happen except for
0: us. It happens to us. And, and, and how is it that we were able to, and I'll go back and lay this one on the Republicans because that's when it started. How did we, Create what, what was the name of the program to get the vaccine out so fast? Operation Warp Speed, was that the vaccine? Yep, yep. So we, we, yep. we rallied all of our resources as an outrageously wealthy country, although we're, we're so far in debt now it's hard to call us wealthy anymore, but we can keep printing money for a while. Um, we were able to raise trillions of dollars, to give out for things that weren't effective, that weren't necessary. Changing ventilation systems in schools. We got this vaccine produced on a massive scale. And yet we're telling parents, too bad, the shelves are empty, and you shouldn't be making your formula at home. Why are the shelves empty? Why don't we have Operation Warp Speed for baby formula right now? Even though it's garbage, you know, at least... You don't have parents spending hours driving around trying to find food for their babies and getting desperate over it.
4: How about Operation Warp Speed for about everything? Fuel,
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. baby
4: food, how about that?
0: Yeah, now we'll right? just- hey, um, one last
4: thing, one last thing. Sure. One last thing, Kevin. Uh, and I don't wanna get too political, but um, the thing with the abortion thing, here's what's funny. You wanna save all these babies? Have the Democrats figure out a way in how you can get them to vote, and there will be no more abortion.
0: <laughs> what if we do this then? Um, this is very, very tongue in cheek and sarcastic, by the way. Um, every parent gets a vote for their child.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, here's here's what's interesting. Here's what's frustrating to me. I have a daughter that's thirty. I, I proposed this question to her. She's an educated girl. I says, "Listen, what's what's your stand on abortion?" I kind of had an idea, and she says, "Oh, it should be legal and this and that." And I go, "Okay, I understand." And I said, "But I mean, do you actually understand? You know what actually happens, what the process is, and that that particular thing? I don't care what you think. When a baby's forty weeks, it's that's a that's a life." right? I don't care what your opinion is. That's a life. So, and again, it's like everything else in life. If you're not educated, you know, they have, they have all these people thinking that, Oh, these are just cells. It's not a life. It's just some group of, of, of whatever you want to call it. And then we're just going to get rid of that little, whatever it is. And it, it you can never have, you know, if you want to sit down on both sides and say, "Hey, listen, you know what? Let's settle on a time frame—ten weeks, fifteen weeks." I think both sides would probably be, you know, happy. But the Democrats, no, they want to push the limit. They want to do forty weeks. What did they put on the Senate floor today, Kevin? I oh, know. look what they put on the Senate floor today. I know forty-week abortions. And you you've got to be freaking kidding me! I, I, and but look, a hey, woman. Kevin, a woman can be pregnant and say she gets murdered. So then the DA will come back and go charge two murders, right? Because the woman was pregnant, right? And it doesn't even have to be a, it, it. That's all that woman has to do is test positive for being pregnant. And that's a double murder. But it's okay to abort a 40-week-old baby. That's not murder. That, I, that's, I, yeah, it, it blows my head off.
0: That's impossible to reconcile. That's why it blows your head off. You can't reconcile you can't. that. You, you can't, right? And no. it, it, if if it's not a life, then I guess the only other way to describe it would be it's a tumor.
4: Well, I guess I mean, it, but that's the that's how that side promotes that. It's not I a life. I, I know. You know. It's so. It's woman's. But again, but again, go here. You can go and research and look at the process of abortion. Go look at through the different stages of what they do. When we start getting into the 20 weeks, 24 weeks, go read it. Hey, It'll hey, make Tim. you sick to your freaking
0: stomach. Tim, um, tongue-in-cheek again, sarcastic, just in case people don't get that. Um, for, I have, I'm going to have to institute a new rule here on the show. Since this is a topic now we're going to be talking about abortion, um, you and I need to go back to the beginning of this conversation, and we need to declare that for the moment we're identifying as women so we can talk about this. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm non-binary, so there you go. I, I, what the hell does that even mean? I don't understand that word. I, I don't know. I, it just sounds cool to me, so I, <laughs> I guess I'm going with the cool. Term. There's another one. I there's there's an awful lot of terms I don't even understand. I have no idea what the term non-binary means. I don't I don't get it. I don't even know who it refers to. But then there's another one. I keep what the hell is cisgender? Yeah, I I
4: again I I know a couple of things. I know man, woman, boy, girl. Uh, I guess, and, you know, maybe that's all one needs to know. I, I, I don't and know.
0: Just to be clear, I don't care what anybody does to their own body. I don't care if they cut off their plumbing and replace it with indoor plumbing. I don't care who they sleep with. And I'm sincere about that. I'm not being sarcastic. I think that's everybody's right. As an adult, I w- I'm not even going to get into the thing with gender and children because that'll make me insane. As an adult, I believe that everybody has the right to do that. Just don't force me to learn new pronouns because, you know, that's, that's how you want to be referred to. It, just tell me what your name is. You know, I'll call you whatever name you want, but I'm not changing my pronouns or trying to guess what somebody wants to be referred to as. But as far as the behavior, the surgeries, whatever you want, go do it. I mean, that's your right. Yep, I, I agree. I mean, uh, especially, you know, with,
4: you know, with, you know, you're leaning, you're a libertarian. Uh, I don't really know what I am, to be honest with you. But uh, cause I'm the same. I, you know, sometimes on both sides there's good points. But, you know. We just want less government. We don't want to be told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it. You know, and hey, don't bug me. I don't bug you. Do what you want.
0: One more thing while we're on this topic, because I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure I've pissed off a lot of people, but probably not, because I don't think there are that many people that listen that would be offended by this topic. Um, But just to put a little bit of common sense back into it, when is this whole acronym going to end? So, the, I, I don't even know if I'll get this right, but I think I saw last night LGBTQ+. plus. You know, we keep adding new letters to the end of this one. It's hard to keep up with. Maybe that, I don't know what the plus is for. Maybe that just means now that there could be an unlimited number of identifications for this. Does, does anybody even know what all those letters mean?
4: You know uh, the new White House secretary. You know when they announced her, the, they didn't announce the first thing—her qualifications or where she came. No, they announced her gender and her color of her skin. That's all that they cared about. Well, okay. I mean, who cares? Is the woman—is the woman qualified to do the job or not? That—that should be the only basis of determination, not who you live with or sleep with or the color of your skin.
0: I. I guess she's really intelligent, but they didn't even talk about that much.
4: No, they didn't even talk about that till like, the end of the conversation, which it's incredible to me. But, uh, you know, that's the world that we live in.
0: Yeah, it's, it's um, honestly, it's as optimistic as I'd like to be. It's kind of a mess. <laughs>
4: Well, I've been listening to you for so long, Kevin. And uh, the nice thing is, is that uh, you, as things have changed through the years, you've been able to look at them and adjust the way you feel their opinion on things. And, and I agree when you tell people that, hey, you know what? I don't know what to believe because I, I've never seen anything like this. And you're spot on. I don't know what to believe. I, I, I mean, don't either. You would like to think that you would like to think that you know, hey, things will get better or I don't know what is going to happen. I don't get it. I don't understand it.
0: I don't either. I, You know, all we can do is, is keep doing what we do. Um, you know, I, I, I part of my open today was going to be about gardening and canning and preserving food because I, I think they are really, really valuable skills in a lot of ways. If, if we want to live better They're they're things that, you know, gardening is so good in so many ways. But I'm also, without being, you know, a conspiracy theory nut, I I am concerned about our food supply. And, you know, I'm not going to be the one that gets surprised when it's not baby formula you can't find on the shelves. It's food. Um, That's a really, really dangerous place to be. But I know if that occurs... That's coming. I, 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 I hope it isn't, but it, it, it's hard to ignore all the signs. And um, we're going to talk more about it. We're, you know, I'm getting ready to do a bunch of canning again. I just canned a bunch of meat. I was getting low. Um, we're going to do a turkey recipe and, and can that because it's one of my favorites. And I think we're going to do a video and a tutorial. Uh, I, I really, it, it's probably going to be our number one push to get people to take control of their own food as much as they can.
4: Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Uh, I think, the, you know, the shelves being empty, I think that's coming. I truly believe it. I mean, you know, we're seeing it now with baby formula, right? Which, I mean, come on, it's a chemical. You're telling me they can't <laughs> produce enough chemical now? <laughs> And, 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 and now all of a sudden, you know, so to think that, you know, oh, there's going to be plenty of whatever, I, there's not going to be. It doesn't you know, seem like it. it. It just seems, it just seems like we're under, you know, the, they, they're, we're, it's like they want to gain control. So the best way to gain control is to create a need, right? I need you. Why? Because you're going to give me this. And it just everything in life that's what there it just seems like what's going on
0: it's It's hard not to be a conspiracy theorist today It's really hard not to be one. I don't want to be one. I don't want to talk about things like that. I don't want to think that there are people in the world evil enough to create conditions like this, but it's getting hard not to believe them. There's too much evidence.
4: What do they say, Kevin? It's not conspiracy theory when you can follow the money,
0: right? Uh, Yeah. Um, And and everything they told us that was a conspiracy theory over the last couple of years, it's pretty true right now, and they don't want to talk about it.
4: Nope. Nope. And, um, but, I mean, if there is a glimmer of hope, you know, you get a social media platform that will now hopefully be free speech-based uh, at least that's, uh, you know, a shining light. Not saying it's going to fix everything, but at least it gives somebody some hope.
0: Yeah, as long as Mary Poppins doesn't shut it down.
4: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Kevin, I, how, are people that freaking stupid? They watch that, they go, oh, no, she's going to do a great job. I, I mean, that's stupid. She, I just, it blows my mind.
0: I, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't even, you know, go down that road about, you know, the whole disinformation thing. Um, like I said, we could easily go back and create a really long list and I could do a show. And I would only have to pick one person, honestly. There's so many I could go after. But, you know, Fauci alone, all the, the misinformation that he spread over the last two years, he's got to be the king of the whole misinformation thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could go back when, 40 years ago, if a politician told any kind of lie, 40, 50 years ago, ooh, there was some trouble. Now, they look at you and lie to you direct, even though there's, you know, them six months ago
0: saying something totally different, and, and that's okay. No one questions that. It's, and, and you, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. You know what else is crazy? I just thought about this. 40 or 50 years ago, it was much more difficult to prove they lied. And even if you could prove it, the, the only people you could really tell are the, the people in your immediate circle that you talk to every day. Now, when they lie, right. it's, it's recorded multiple times. You can't deny it. We have you on video saying this. We can now spread it around the world in a second, and yet it doesn't seem to be effective.
4: You know, uh, uh, I don't know if this kind of relates. I think it does, but um, that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, did you ever see that movie?
0: No, I don't watch many movies. If there is a book, I'll go read the so, book.
4: Okay so, okay, so that was based on... You know, Sharon Tate murders and the ending was kind of interesting because it was something totally different. But anyway, a buddy of mine said to me, he says, and he's like 67. He says, Hey, he says, well, I wonder if the, the younger generation even understands any of that, what happened back then. And I never went and read that book, Helter Skelter. So I, I, I'm reading it. I read it. And I, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've ever read that book or listened to it. Okay. Uh, You'll just there are and that's back from you know that that was in 1969 and um, there are so many similarities. I hate to say it, but about control and mind control, it's it's really it'll scare the hell out of you. Yeah, it bet. really will scare the hell out of
0: you. Yeah,
4: because it's that's how many years ago, fifty years ago, so whatever it is, and. Nothing has really changed.
0: You know, the other thing I I didn't realize, uh, and I don't know why I didn't realize it, but I thought that the book 1984 was more recent than it was. That book was published in 1949. Yeah. 1949. I may go back and read that one again, too. I don't recall a lot of that book. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go read yep. that Tim. I'm, I'm going to cut you loose. I see we've got Lauren. I see we went way over time today, which is fine. I love this new format. <laughs> we, uh, we have yeah. the freedom to do that. So Tim, thanks for the call. I'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon. Um, but it, it is time. Uh, I think I'm just going to take a short break. Um, just We'll call it a moment of silence. And then I'm just going to hit the music again. It helps us when we go back in and um, set these as two different shows in the app. Uh, by the way, a quick update on the app before I do that. It's coming along fantastic. People are loving the features. Um, our team, and I'm not much of a part of that at all. I give a couple ideas here and there. Um, but But our team... Uh, on the app is doing an incredible job. And I know I don't like to put out timelines on tech projects because things happen, but we are shooting um, to release the app to the general public in the beginning of June, I think. We're not that far away. So uh, still some bugs to work out, still some features to add. I'm really excited about it. Uh, It's a great listening experience, and it's easy to find episodes. Every episode we create will be available forever. Um, There is going to be a subscription service. There will be some shows that we always offer for free. There will be another group of shows that will be a subscription service. Uh, we do need to make some money like at this to keep the lights on. So uh, it will be very reasonable, and we believe it will provide tons of value. Um, like every product we put out on the market, that's always our goal. Once that app is out in the world, um, we'll continue to update it. Just because we release it doesn't mean it's not going to keep getting better. It will, but our focus for the team will shift to creating what we're going to refer to as our studio app, which doesn't necessarily mean a lot to you, the listener, although it's going to have an impact. We are building our own infrastructure from scratch, uh, our own ability to produce and present shows. And it's going to have features that I've looked all over the market. They just don't exist yet. We're going to have the ability for our remote hosts to do to host an entire show from a phone. And I know you can do that somewhat now. You can't do it the way we're currently doing it. You can't do it with a live stream and you can't do it with live calls. Not unless you're really good at piecing a bunch of stuff together like we've done right now. And what we're doing is we're taking the best of all of these other platforms that we have to use right now we're building our own. Uh, it, it may become, like I say, it, it may become another um, business unit for us. We may get into the business of hosting um, other podcasts. Uh, we may sell this software when we're done with it as a subscription service to other people who want a podcast. Uh, if we pull it off the way the, the our tech team has, has outlined for me, There's nothing else like it on the market right now. I'm pretty excited about it. So we'll keep you updated on that. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.